You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 19. My guest today is Kim Fisher, the self-proclaimed diva over 50, which if you're a fitness woman and you're in your 50s, you probably follow Kim on Instagram as the diva over 50. Ready to meet Kim? Let's get started. Mitch, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 19. My guest today is Kim Fisher, the diva over 50. Now, what made me invite Kim to be on the Meet Mediocrity Podcast? Well, it's quite interesting. Let me take a step back. If you've been watching the Meet Mediocrity vlog on YouTube, you've noticed that there have been a couple of little vlog videos that I've spoken about jobs and careers and how to have a good frame of mind when it comes to your job and your career. And it's interesting because there's a connection here and I didn't even intend for there to be a connection. Kim is a very well-established fitness trainer. She has a very successful website and social media following in her newest Diva Over 50 venture. But the thing that attracted me to Kim's story, the thing that made me most impressed with Kim is the fact that she has been kind of pivoting and evolving her fitness and wellness skills and her fitness and wellness career as she gets older. And Kim readily admits that she's 59 or almost 59 and approaching 60. And she spent most of her career, almost 40 years in the fitness industry, but it was only three years ago when Kim made a pivot, when Kim made a big splash on social media, when Kim started a website, when Kim created a fitness application for your smartphone, all under the name Difa Over 50. So it's really Kim's business acumen and versatility that really impressed me, really impressed me. But as you'll hear in the conversation, Kim is an incredibly impressive person. Um, I'm sure you're going to enjoy not just the conversation, but I'm sure you're going to check out her website. And I'm sure, especially if you're a woman over 50 and you're interested in not just fitness, but overall wellness, spirituality, diet, everything. So anyway, I'm sure you've got the gist. I'm sure that I can go on and on, but rather than do that, without further delay, here's my conversation with Kim Fisher. So Kim, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. I can't believe I actually have the famous diva over 50 on my (laughs) podcast. This is pretty cool. So, you know, Kim, you and I will have one thing in common off the bat. We're both over 50. Um, 
And you are, you know, I actually, you caught my eye on Instagram because of your name, Diva Over 50. And I said, I'd like to meet you and understand a little bit about your business. Um, So first thing I did is I looked on your website and I was checking out your messaging and I said, I'm really fascinated. I'd like to, I'd like to meet her. And um, so you thank, thank you very much for agreeing to be on my podcast. Uh, The first thing I want to do is just level set for my listeners. Tell me a little bit about Diva Over 50. What is it at a high level? And then we'll go into it a little bit more deeply. But who who are we speaking with today? Well, you're talking to a diva that's almost 59 years old. And I approach life as it's a gift. And I, I, I think I'm ageless. And I want to make other people feel the way I feel every day. I feel like I can... Not too old to start new things, um, um, but I'm wise enough to know when to stop and when to give myself grace. And um, I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I, I think it's my passion to empower others to feel how I feel and to make their life, you know, to if I can inject a little bit of joy into their life, they're reading something I post or look at some pictures or um, if I can help them in any way, then, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm a happy girl. So well, that's great. <laughs> so uh, tell me, so tell me, so you, 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 that's how you caught my eye, right? Your posts, your positivity. Um, here's the thing that struck me even more once I got to know you a little bit. What struck me is you've been into wellness and fitness for a very long time. You didn't really become diva over 50 and an entrepreneur until relatively recently. Yes, it's a new thing. Three years. It's <laughs> but it's amazing because you have a big following on Instagram. You've got a lot a, a lot of people that are tuning tuning into your website, checking out your blog, and joining your activities. So I want to hear more about how someone in their mid-50s became an entrepreneur. But before I get there. Why don't you talk a little bit about your fitness background? You have a long history of fitness and wellness. Why don't we get into your background and then we'll get into the business a little more. Okay. Um, well, in college, I, I was a cross-country runner. At, I was actually studying computer science, you know, information systems. That's back in the day when you had to go to a room and dial up and learn COBO, you know, line yeah. 200 to line 300, you know. Um, and at the same time, my best friend and I, she was actually an engineer and we were going for our fitness. We were going to the local Nautilus uh, gyms to try to get stronger, our legs and things like that for our sport. And what we realized is that there wasn't really anything for the women. Like if we wanted to get to use the leg, the leg machines or the free weights. Um, it was all in the guy section and they might have maybe a couple token pink dumbbells for us, but that the, was the, the two pound, the two pounders. Exactly. That was all they had. And it's Are really we- funny. I remember those Nautilus machines too. Cause I had those when I was in high school and college. I'm, and I'm sure like there were all these guys figuring out who could like do the entire rack of weights. And that was kind of it. Right. And so that's all that was, you know, offered to us. And like, you know, we want to do something more. So yep. we decided we thought it would be a, a great concept to open up like a woman's only gym, kind of like what Curves is today. Yep. But this is the 1980s and early 80s. So we decided, okay, well, 
we're going to start taking classes in anatomy and physiology because this was before there was a degree in, you know, uh, training. Right. So, and we took coaching classes. We took some things. We were in a nursing college, all this stuff. And, you know, to give us the tools that we needed to be um, owners of a facility to bring women in and have and train. And by the time we were gra- getting ready to graduate, and it was 1982, our CPA and our financial guys were saying, you know, you guys can't make it. All the big clubs were coming in, Q Club and, and Bally's and stuff like that. And they said, as a boutique gym, it's just the numbers don't work. Right. And my girlfriend decided, okay, well, I'm going to chiropractic school. You're on your own. <laughs> and I said, all right. Well, I had already recruited some women that were like first responders. Those were like my first, like guinea pigs, right? Like I said, right. hey, you guys need strength you know, let's, let's do this. And so now I had no, I was thinking I'd have a facility to bring them to. And when this happened, I didn't. So I walked into the local goals gym looking like I do today, five, two, you know, 110, like very feminine. And I said, Hey, can I come in here and train and bring some of my friends to train? And owner laughed at me and said, sure, I'll take your money and I'll take right. your money too. <laughs> right. Why not? You know, cause at the time there was no such thing as a personal trainer. There were right. You know, coaches in the gym that were training other people to become bodybuilders or for shows, but there wasn't an everyday, uh, you know, functional fitness or for strength or for general, uh, you know, people to come in and gain strength. So I pretty much I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't have you know, I had this vision that this is what I want to do. I had to take a little bit of a, a turn pivot at that time because I couldn't have my own facilities facilities. So I walked into this gym that had all this equipment. And that's where I started. I think the first personal training certification was like five years later before it became something like, okay, this was going to be a career. But I decided this is where I was going to go. This is my path. So you were, so you obviously had an entrepreneurial bug. You, and it was always around fitness because you wanted right. to open your own gym. That did right. not appear to be financially uh, feasible. So you became one of the first kind of general personal trainers. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a bunch of women who you took with you to Gold's Gym to train. <laughs> so so what happened after that? Well, I did that for about five years. And then um, I actually ended up in Scottsdale, Arizona, because one of my good friends that was training with me, she got married and her husband was from Scottsdale. And she came to Nevada, I mean, to Arizona. And she met me. I was in one of my uh, seminars in L.A. She met me there because I was actually interviewing with other places. Because I was going to go full time into into training. Because before then, I was doing like three jobs at a time, trying to make yeah. it all work. Right? I was right. I was working in uh, as a CPA, actually, as an you know doing books for some small companies, um, and then I was training and I was teaching aerobics. But um, I had two young kids, and I became a single mom. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how I can bring this all together and do what I want to do full time without all these different, you know, trying to do all these different things at one time. And she came and she met me. She goes, Kim, I, I set up a job interview for you in Scottsdale where you can, you can have, you know, they don't know what they're doing there. They have no idea. They can't teach. No one can teach aerobics there. They don't know what they're doing. And um, basically, selfishly, she wanted her trainer back in, in, in Scottsdale. So right. I came, I interviewed with this racquetball club. And they didn't have a program. So they made me the director of fitness. And um, I basically had full control of their whole, like I had my own gym, right? I had right. 
You had your you had your facility. I had my facility, and I could control it. Hired people I needed to hire, design the programs I wanted to do, and that's how I started. So I did that. I I moved here with only knowing one person, and said, "Okay, I'm going to make this work." And uh, uh, started advertising and building up a big program and a name for me in the valley. And after two years, once I had established some clientele and personal training, I resigned from the position and went full 100%, you know, as an independent contractor working, you know, training clients in home and, and doing that. And so how long ago was that? What, what does that bring us to? That was probably 1990. So I okay. had eight years of training at that time. And so that's so then you became, then you became kind of an in-home trainer. I became an in-home trainer. Yeah. And okay. Which I and I still have some clients today, which have been with me ten or fifteen years. I'm training their their children now, right? Wow, <laughs> amazing! But about three years ago, you know, um, newly divorced a couple of years, and saying, "Okay, well, I've been doing this for a long time. It's my passion. I love it to do it." But now that I'm getting older, one of my biggest fears was, you know, uh, my kids might have to take care of me, right, as I right. get older. And so I need some residual income. I need to figure out how I can carry what my passion is. But as I get older, I might not be able to work 40 hours on the floor on my feet. Right. right. And, and also my dream is I wanted to impact more people. I was still impacting person, one person at a time, which is great. But I wanted this. I had this vision still of how can I, you know, impact more people. And so at the time, my son, who was a very successful, still is business person, entrepreneur, he says, mom, you got two options. You either got to write a book or you got to go online. I'm like, oh, you told me about writing a book a couple of years ago. I really don't want to do that. You know, I, I'm not a good writer. So I'll go online. He made it seem like really easy. Oh, I know these person. They have a Facebook group and they, they do this and they get clients and they blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, OK. And, I, you know, half, part of me thought, well, you know. I could use some of his resources because he's got a marketing crew and he's got, you know, uh, engineers, you know, tech engineers. They kind of had a tech company that he'll do all the, he'll help me. Oh no, he did not do any of that. He laid out <laughs> basically an Excel sheet for me and said, okay, you got to open up your social media. You got to post every day. You got to have people learn, you know, trust you and get to know you. So they will, you know, buy into what you have to sell them. And I'm like, Really? That's all I get? He goes, didn't you do that to me as a kid? So I kind of lay out my oh, outline. Oh, that <laughs> is not cool. But I'm not like, surprising. Oh. You taught him well. <laughs> I taught him really well. He goes, so here you go. If you have any questions, just ping me. <laughs> and that's how I got started. I learned a lot about everything that I, you know, I never had a clue I needed to know. And, you know, as a trainer, you know, I did this all my whole life. But I had this passion, this joy that I wanted to reach more people and I wanted to connect with them. And um, so when I started this, I started thinking, well, who do I want to reach? What, you know, and I kind of kind of full circle to where I wanted to work with women. And some of my best friends at the time were women in their 50s. And what I what kept reoccurring the conversations we had, I had with them was that they couldn't do it anymore. They, they were getting, they were getting ready to throw in a towel. Like, you know, I'm just too old. I just might as well give up. I can't have the arms I wanted. I can't have that flat stomach anymore. It's just da da da. You know, I'm just going to cut my hair and go gray. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still hope. You know, I said, you just have to take baby steps. You can't just go on that crash diet for five days and not eat. 
or try to go run a marathon, you might, but you can take baby steps to get healthier and better and, and you'll feel better. And you, you know, you, you can do anything that you want to do. It's just that, you know, you might have to give yourself a lot of grace in that, in those times, in those in-between steps. And so, um, so I said, okay, I want, I want to find my avatar is that woman that's over 50, that's successful. That's, you know, that, that's, 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 but still has that, they still want to be better. Right. But they right. have, they got a lot of things going on in their life. Either, you know, they're still in transition, their kids are growing up, but they have a little bit more time. They have the resources, but they, there's just so much information out there and they get blogged down with the information that they just, they don't, they get overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So, so wait, my- so wait a minute. So this is, this is an interesting pivot point. So let me make sure I understand, because I'm hearing two very interesting things occurring at the same time here. So you're in your, you're in your mid fifties and you realize you need to pivot right? being an everyday trainer to being someone who can stay in the fitness world, do keep doing what you love, but not necessarily all the time, personal training. You needed to do, you needed to pivot with your son's help or a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance. (laughs) You decided to pivot, to focus on women over 50 who were having their own challenges or not realizing that, you know, kind of giving, I don't want to say giving up on themselves, but certainly realize saying to themselves, because I know a lot of women in their fifties, I'm in my fifties, a lot of women who are like, well, I'm past my prime. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm not going to try, or I'm not going to try nearly like I used to. So you found you. So not only did you pivot your career, but you also found a target audience that was in need of your support. So that's that's where you were at the moment, right? Right, exactly. And so now what I want to hear about is what you did to advance your new entrepreneurial direction and what you did to support this group of women, these 50-somethings who you know needed to get re-motivated. So how did you, how did you tackle those two important things, both business and your clients? Well, first, the thing I had to do was get over myself (laughs) 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 because I hated to, you know, like my, you know, like in social media was not my thing. I mean, I, I never had to advertise. I never had to, you know, it was word of mouth for me. I always had a waiting list for my clientele. So I never had to put myself out there. right? Right. I had to take pictures of myself, advertise for myself, talk about myself. I didn't even have my own website because it wasn't necessary. Right. Now, you know, my son says, well, mom, you've got to, you know, open up yourself and, you know, to your, your social media, get on all these, you know, platforms, which were all new to me. So I, I had to learn all that. I had to right. learn about Instagram, about Facebook, about Twitter, about Pinterest, all that stuff. I'm still learning every day. Yep. I had to figure out what that meant. And I had to post like I am the selfie queen now because I realized that my brand, I am my brand and people want to see me. Right. I can I have some great content. I write some great things. And, but no one would look at it or click on it if they didn't see my picture or see me doing something or interactive. And yep. so that's where I said I had to get over myself. I had to give over myself about giving interviews. I had to give over myself about doing lives, which I still don't like. But I had to get <laughs> over it because you know, that's the only way people get to know me. Right. 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 So, you know, the whole world. And then when COVID hit and zoom 
calls were then like, oh, I got to get in front of Zooms now. <laughs> it's like the world was really kicking me in the gut. He was saying, now you really got to get over not being live and being, you know, on camera. And because I got away with it a little bit. You know? right. <laughs> no, there's it really it, it, to take to, to follow the pivot that you're following. There's right. no way to avoid all those things. Yes. So um, and that's I so I started doing that and I started um, blogging every day, writing every day putting out free, you know, content, like I wanted to have value. So, you know, what I know is people wanted some, you know, because uh, what, what some of the biggest blocks women, especially my age goes, is that they're, they're overwhelmed. And so I wanted to provide hacks, like easy ways to get to things, how to easy ways to, to get to your goals, whether they were um, to mindful goals as how to meditate or whether how it was how to get better arms or how to eat better or what, what foods to choose. So I started writing content with, you know, keeping it simple and the basics. And so my whole, you know, message usually is around taking those baby steps, simplifying it and just, you know, stick with what works and, and it's different for everybody. And, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And you can get your goals. You just might have to, like I said, give yourself some grace along the way. And it might take you longer than it did when you were younger. Yeah. But it's not, it's not impossible. And, uh, and like, you know, I, like I said, when I started three years ago on Instagram, I think I had 10 followers. And now I have, you know, over 20,000. But it didn't happen overnight. It was being consistent, going for it. Like trying to look at my looking at my analytics. Who's my followers? What do they like best? They like this. They like that. So I'm going to give them more of that. And well, here's the amazing here's the amazing thing, Kim. Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's an amazing thing. What you just what you're describing right now is your evolution as an entrepreneur and your evol and, and your clients' evolution as human beings. Right? You just said to your to your clients like. It doesn't have to be a quick fix. It doesn't have to happen overnight. You need to keep at it. You need to do what works for you. And you're actually taking that same advice as it relates to your business. Yeah. Like you didn't grow overnight. You didn't become who you are overnight, but you stuck with it. You did what works for you. If something didn't work, you shifted. And and, and now your business is thriving. And I assume a lot of your, your um, clients are thriving as well. Yes, they are. And it's, it's nice to see, you know, it's nice to have those wins because it carries you on, gives you more momentum to do more, right? To inspire more people. And um, like when I, I uh, again, pivoted and did a, you know, the, the, I call it the ageless group. It's a 12 week expansion program for women. So I, my first group was, I'm on my third, just started my third group of 12 weeks. So it was you know, a couple months ago when I had my first one and I didn't know what I was going to do exactly. I had a vision. I had a concept. I had an outline, but I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to, you know, like <laughs> I had to do my first, you know, like email campaign and like, you know, push it out there. You know, people trust me that I can change their lives in 12 weeks and this is how I'm going to do it. And I kind of pitched it and I was honest. I said, I'm not quite sure exactly what you're going to get for 12 weeks. But I'm going to try to give you the all a little bit of everything. But but I promised you at the end of 12 weeks, you'll be a better person. And that's kind of how my approach was. And when I signed, I remember signing up the first 10, I got 10 right at the last minute of the deadline. I'm like, you know, I went to my son and I said, I did it. And I was crying. He's like, mom, I knew you would. 
He goes, you know, I, he says, training wheels are off now. If you want to come work for me, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good now. I don't need you yet. <laughs> when, you know, it's when the children's, when the, when the children start parenting us <laughs> that we need right? to be careful. But, you know, Kim, before, before I want to understand more, um, I want to understand more about the, can you hear me? Okay. I, I heard a little bit of static. You can? Okay, I, good. I got good. So before I, I want to learn a little bit more about how you do with the, how you handle these groups and what it's like to be with you for 12 weeks. But you had told me that going to this group, this group approach wasn't your first thing, right? So you, you told me that you actually oh. had, um, you had a, 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 social media following and then you had a website and you had a blog and then you you did some sort of app which which you yeah. said you, you said didn't work out exactly how you wanted but tell me about that and tell me how that pivoted to your your group approach yeah um when i first started i built my website and it was actually my son coded my first website so it was you know and then i i got an app i developed an app, a fitness app and i branded it and they could sign up for $99 a month, a sub subscription, which I still have on my website. And they, and I, every month I would give them, you know, an exercise program with the videos and the reps and had accountability tools. They, you know, hook it up to their, my fitness pal or their Apple watch. And at the end of 30 days, you know, they'd pay me again and have to redo their program. And it was great, but it wasn't filling my soul. It wasn't like you know, bring me the joy that I get, like when I'm one-on-one -on -one with my clients every day. It's very impersonal. It's very impersonal. Right. Right. Cause I knew like half the time they didn't even do all the things they did, right. but I had to give them a new program. So like I said, I wasn't seeing like the wins there, you know? Yep. I mean, for me, it wasn't about the financial part. It was about me changing lives and making people. Feel yeah. Better. I mean, and you I, weren't, I, you weren't being personally fulfilled in how you were impacting people. Right. So I, I had to figure out like, how can I do this? How you know, I can change this a little bit. And I actually went to my son and I remember calling him and getting frustrated with him. And he says, well, mom, let me call you back in 30 minutes. <laughs> and, he, and he came back, he goes, I've looked at your numbers. And, you know, if I would tell you to throw in a towel, if I didn't think you had something that people didn't want, he goes, but you're just doing it wrong. You need to have like a plan, a marketing plan, and you have to need more streams of revenue. And you got to figure out, you know, how, you know, design a program that you can bring people in at uh you know at a, a bigger volume so that's when i decided i was going to do these groups of 10 women for 12 weeks so i figure if i have them for 12 weeks i can change their lives because i can give them all of me i can divide in three pillars like um and, and they basically are beauty longevity and mindfulness and i can give them a little the hacks every hack so they can get a little bit better at all those three areas in 12 weeks and I called it my becoming ageless tribe because you're becoming ageless, you know, in 12 weeks. And that was my concept. And so then I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this, this. And then from there, I would take it to retreats, you know, and I'll start with like two day retreats and then a five day retreat. And then like a destination retreat where I can give them once they go through the, the ageless tribe and they want more, I can, they can spend you know, days with me, getting more involved and more involved and, and kind of do that so I can reach more people and a bigger platform. But my first platform would be, you know, online, virtual. And maybe if they're, you know, we have some, you know, pre ones that are in my location, we can have in meetings too, you know, in-person meetings and gatherings. So I want to build a community. Like I, I, had, I had my community now on 
in, um, uh, on social media, but I wanted even a, a, a more deeper, more piece. intimate, more intimate. Yeah. It sounds like, so it sounds, so at the moment, Kim, you have these, these groups with like, te- you said 10, 10 people. Right. right. And how, and how many, how many groups do you have? How many times have you done this? I'm on my third group now. Okay. So, so if someone was interested, they could kind of check you out, go to your website and sign up to be part of like the next group the of next 10 group. people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you work with that group of 10 people for 12 weeks. So what do you do? Do you email them? Do you actually speak with them on video? Like, how do you interact with that group of 10 over the course of 12 weeks? Well, first of all, they um, when they all sign up with me, they get an incoming call. And so I get to talk with each of them personally for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of what they actually want from this, from this experience, right? Because okay. we're going to expand them. What are their goals? So I can get a personal, you know, like feeling of what I can give them personally, not even as a group. But what I found is that the women that I track, they're all at different levels, whether some of them have, you know, their fitness is on target, but they've never meditated in, in, or in the life. Others have gone to Tibet and meditated with monks, and but the, they don't know, they never did a push-up. And these 10 people will, will, these 10 people with 10 different backgrounds will come together in a group. Right. And so what they do, I call them my sister, my sister tribes, they're sister teachers. They're all bringing something in together and give to each other. So we create this like magic. It's like they come together and they all, we all kind of inspire each other and help each other. And some are better than others. And, and, and it's great. So after the initial meeting, I, I have a, I have a group text that they get every morning before 6am and I send them a mantra, right? And then I expand on the mantra, you know, and um, so they get, a, they kind of get like that, that touch from me every morning to kind of start their day. And I give them tasks. Like I send them all in the beginning, a, a 12 week planner. And one of the things they have to do is write that mantra in the planner, right? Uh-huh. Kind of like a habit stack. I do the habit stacking thing. So they, they have to open up their planner and by hopefully by the end of 12 weeks, they're using the planner a little bit more. Right. And, that inspiration things in the planner. And so then we have a, and then they, I just slowly feed them every day things in, you know, in these little, we have like little themes every week and some is food or it's, it's, you know, a meditation or something like that. So, and then every Monday night we have a zoom call with everybody. Right. And sometimes I have guest speakers and I have the other members from the tribes. Now they are always welcome back into the zoom meeting. So, so it's a, a community that keeps growing, even though it's 10 women at a time. Now I have 20 other women that are still part of this community. Oh, so you're, you're actually, even if you, so if you're working in a group of 10, you actually on Monday nights, you can come together with all of the groups. Exactly. So what you have is a growing community of people. Exactly. And if you're in a group of 10 and let's say you're the person who's been a, a disciplined meditator Mm -hmm. and you're focusing on meditation are they getting anything out of that week? Are they, or are they helping others? How does that work? Others, So they become a, maybe a little bit more of a mentor or a resource a mentor. For, the other, uh, for the others. So that's why I call it sister teachers. Right. We're all coming in and we're all going to teach somebody, somebody else in the group, something. Right. And that's fulfilling in its own right, because you exactly. don't always have to be a taker of information. Being a giver of something is fulfilling also. And it's not all Kim giving, it's you're giving each no, other. I don't want to start a show every every Monday night. <laughs> you right. know, so I want I want I want to be more of a facilitator. I want to be the one that, you know, 
brings them together. Cause that's where I get my most joy is when I see everybody else shine together. Right. Cause they're, they're becoming, they're important to somebody else. Right. Um, because that's what it's all about is the community. Cause women are about connection and that's, yes. I think and we need that more. And when we get that and when we have that, we have joy. And that's why I, I'm, I, they call me a connector a lot of times is because I connect people to where they enable some opening for some joy to come into your life. Right. So, yes. so, so that's kind of like what, who I am and I get to do that with this. Right. And so I get to build on that. And that's where um, I see at the end of the 12 weeks in the last two sessions is that they've made some new friendships. They've, they feel better about themselves in one or two areas, maybe. And, and they're, and, um, they're going to go forward. They like, they, they, now they have some, some other people that we're all like-minded. We're all in the same, you know, area of life. We, you know, we might have be in different industries or different points of our life, but we're on that mindset that we, you know, we want to be better. We want to learn We're you know, we're, we're active still. And, you know, we want to be the best possible self that we can be. And, um, but at the same time, we're wise enough to know, you know, that, you know, what we can do and what we can't do. Right. And with encouragement, we're, we're going to, you know, try to reach for, um, whatever that is that we want with the encouragement of the rest of the tribe, right. That we're going to say, go for it. Like some of them are writing books and some of them are, on uh, you know, getting, you know, starting a different career too. And we're like, we're supporting them. We're like going for it. We, they have a bad day. We're like, it's okay. You know, we'll share our stories of where we've been and how we got through it. So it's, it's a community and it, it's, we're supporting each other at the same time. You know, I'm saying, Hey, did you get your protein in this today? Right. right. Uh, did you meditate? How's that going? You know, I'm like giving them the, the little hacks to, to, to incorporate things in their life in the fitness, what I have experience with. And, um, and so they're getting healthier and better. And, and at the same time, they're making friends. So, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, now you mentioned that you want to move to, you want to start doing retreats and, and I hope, you know, actually with, with COVID kind of getting a little bit more under control, maybe those are, are in-person retreats possibly. They are, they are. My first one is scheduled for uh, September. I haven't really promoted it yet, but it's going to be, a, I call it a spiritual retreat. So we're going to get a little what I because of what I found out in the last two uh, sessions is what they really wanted more of was when I brought together we had events where we I brought in healers and channelers and and Reiki masters and more of the energy uh, spirituality part of it and they wanted more of that but it's hard to do in a two hour event so I'm going to do uh, like a a three day retreat in Sedona which is the best place to do it. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. And um, we're going to, we're going to dive into a little bit more discussions and things like that about um, spirituality of awakening, you know, self-awareness and things like that. A little, a little bit deeper subjects, but um, so I'm learning. I'm I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning. Like I'm listening to what they want and then I'm, I'm designing something that they want. <laughs> You know, so I am creating, learning as I'm going along, listening to them and, and developing and trying to develop things that I can deliver value to them. And so 
Uh, that's my concept. My first retreat is actually going to be more of a spiritual retreat because I found that for my last two things, those were like, they, one of the things they like the best every morning is that mantra that I sent them, right? Which is like, kind of like a mindset, a mantra. And they love that because it starts their day. And um, so with that in mind, I'm going to, you know, I'm also writing a book like on mantras and I'm writing, you know, another book now that I'm over myself that I can't write (laughs) (laughs) that we just designed my website, you know, during COVID and I wrote that all myself and I said, okay, well, uh, I I guess I can write a book now. So what do I do? I'm going to write two. (laughs) You were going to write one of them is on mantras. One's on mantras and just a collection because I've now done, you know, months of them. So I'm going to put a collection of those together, my favorite ones. And then the other one is going to be called Becoming Ageless, which is really the theme of everything, all the content I've written. Because like at the end of the 12 weeks, um, everybody gets a three ring binder of a printed out handouts of all the handouts that they had access to. Because during the 12 weeks, they have a Dropbox dedicated to them with all the handouts that I give them you know, daily and they can go back and they have links on them. And but then at 12 weeks, because this is my generation. We still like to touch things, right? Yeah. So I print out all the handouts. And like this last last one, there was 100 handouts on wow. all the subjects that we covered in a three-room binder, and I gave it to them. And so they, they could go back and look that up, like what was that recipe or what was this or what was this? So that, you know, I want a review on, you know, what matcha tea is. I want a review of, you know, what um, are some good fermented um, products that are good for my gut or, you know, uh, something about you know longevity or something like that. So these are the handouts that I, I give them, and and that content that I wrote for that is what I'm going to base my my first book on, and that's going to be kind of the three pillars again. It's going to be sectioned off in beauty, longevity, and mindfulness. And so I'm going to that's what I'm doing. Well, all I can say is first of all, I'm incredibly. You, this has been it. First of all, this has been, thank you so much. It's been an amazing conversation. You're incredibly impressive. Um, not just from a, a wellness perspective, but you know, the entrepreneurial side of you, the fact that you pivoted your, your wellness career and your fitness career in your mid fifties, and you've accomplished what you've accomplished is amazing. So forget about the, you know, you don't have to give up on being well in your 50s. I mean, that's important too. But you also don't have to give up on on careers or or other other goals and aspirations you have. You certainly didn't give up on yourself at all. No, I I haven't. And um I I give my I take my own advice. I just every day I just try to do, you know, accomplish something a little bit more, you know, like knock off one more thing on my list and step forward. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, there's always a challenge every day. There's a challenge about something, you know, I mean, I, I know that now I like, I wake up, I know I'm going to have a challenge, but I know I'm going to get over it. It might take me long. The one thing it might take me longer to get over that challenge than I thought, but I always know that I got it right. I, I have this faith that if I just keep going at it, I'm going to get to the other side. Right. I, yeah. I just have that. Like, I just, I just know that now I just have that faith. And, um, and so I try to figure out, you know, every day, like, okay, what needs to be, what tasks do I need to do to get there? But I always like give myself grace at the same time. And I always, and I always try to put a balance in my life. Like, 
you know, um, I might be really busy, but I make sure I, I get my yoga class in when I can. I right. make sure I take care of myself. I, I get my workouts in, you know, I, and that's uh, and that's what I try to encourage other people to do is like, you know, you can have it all. But, you know, you just might have to balance it and you have to recognize like some days you got more time here and other days you have no time here. But it's OK, because then the next day you're going to get up and you're going to do something, you know, for yourself more here. And so. Um, it's I, a I journey and to, tomorrow's another day and it's a journey. That's exactly the message you're giving people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just never throw in the towel. Keep going, you know. Which is exactly, um, which is exactly what I tell my, my followers, you know, meet mediocrity is about, you know, you may feel mediocre, but don't give up. Just, just keep going. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I always look at age as a gift, right? We're here, take it, you know, do the best you can with it. And, you know, um, you know, be grateful. I mean, I'm grateful that I, I, I get to do what I get to do every day. Right. Not perfect. And I'm working on making it better, but I'm grateful that I get the opportunity, right? Exactly. So I'm going to put links to all of your stuff in the description, but why don't you tell us for the people who are just meeting you for the first time on this podcast, if they want to find out more about Kim, where, where do they find you? Give us that information. Okay. You can go to my website, which is diva over 50 spelled out D I V A O V E R F I F T Y. Right. And that's all across. I have on Facebook. I have a diva over 50 Instagram. Instagram, I'm Diva over 50. Twitter, I'm Diva over 50. Um, so in, even in Pinterest, which I, that's my next step, I'm going to do more on there, but I do have a page. <laughs> so I'm, uh, everywhere across the board is Diva over 50. So if you plug that in, you'll get a hold of me. We're going to um, find you. So Google it. Yeah. Google it. You'll find you'll find Kim exactly. everywhere. You can you can schedule a free call with me You know, off my website for 15 minutes and get a hold of me and talk, actually talk to me. You can DM me on, on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm really good about that. I can, I'll get right back to you. You are I'm, because you got right back to me and I, and I'm not even a woman over 50. <laughs> so Kim, so, thank you so very much for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me and uh, reaching out. I mean, I'm flattered. It was an thank amazing you. conversation and I'm sure a lot of my listeners are going to love this. So I really appreciate it. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Well, as you can see, Kim is much more than simply a fitness person. Kim is a fitness, a diet, a motivator, a spiritual person, a spiritual guide, um, a person who guides people through their social well-being. Kim and her tribe, not just, the, the, the tribe doesn't just follow Kim. The tribe is a team. The tribe seems to work together to help each other and help themselves. And to me, that's really incredible. Kim is the person who brings them all together and makes them the tribe that they are and makes Diva Over 50 a thriving community of women looking to improve themselves. So thank you, Kim, for joining me today. And to all my listeners, thank you again for listening to the Meet Mediocrity podcast. Thank you also for starting to come out in numbers and watch my YouTube videos um, on Meet Mediocrity YouTube channel. Um, please subscribe. Please go to my website. Type in your email address to get my weekly Meet Mediocrity newsletter. That's the thing, the newsletter. It's a one-page email, so let's not 
make it seem like it's a big read. It's a one-pager that provides a lot of useful information, and you can probably digest the entire thing in under a minute. So please go in and subscribe to the newsletter. Everyone who does has found it to be incredibly useful and incredibly interesting and a nice quick read while you're waiting online or in between activities. It just takes a minute. And um, I really would welcome, welcome you subscribing to the newsletter on my website. So anyway, with that... Um, let me wish you all a continued lovely spring. We have a beautiful day here in New York today. Continue to stay happy. Continue to stay healthy. Continue to stay safe and keep smiling, everyone. Take care, everyone.